0: The Psychology of Population Ethics by Lucius underscore Caviola. Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is, The Psychology of Population Ethics, published by Lucius underscore Caviola on the Effective Altruism Forum. In a new paper, David Althouse, Andreas Mogensen, Jeffrey Goodwin, and I, Investigate People's Population Ethical Intuitions. Across nine experiments, n equals 5776, we studied how lay people judge the moral value of hypothetical human populations that differ in their size and in the quality of the individual lives that comprise them. Our investigation aimed to answer three questions Do people weigh happiness and suffering symmetrically? Do people focus more on the average or total welfare of a given population? Do people account only for currently existing lives, or also lives that could yet exist? Here is a very brief summary of the key findings, more details can be found in the linked paper. 1. People, on average, weigh suffering more than happiness. Participants, on average, believe that more happy than unhappy people were needed in order for the whole population to be net positive, studies 1ac. Judgments about the acceptable proportion of happy and unhappy people in a population matched judgments about the acceptable proportion of happiness and unhappiness within a single individual's lifetime. The precise trade ratio between happiness and suffering depended on the intensity levels of happiness and suffering, such that a greater proportion of happiness was required as intensity levels increased. Study 1b. Study 1c clarified that, on average, participants continued to believe that more happiness than suffering was required even when the happiness and suffering units were exactly equally intense. This suggests that people generally weigh suffering more than happiness in their moral assessments, above and beyond perceiving suffering to be more intense than happiness. However, our studies also made clear that there are individual differences and that a substantial proportion of participants weighed happiness and suffering equally strongly, in line with classical utilitarianism. In study 1c, we asked participants what proportion of people in a population, or what proportion of all the moments in an individual life, needed to be happy versus unhappy for the whole population, or life, to be net positive. Horizontal lines represent mean value. 2. People have both an averageist and a totalist preference participants had a preference both for populations with greater total and greater average welfare, study 3a.d. In study 3a, we found that participants preferred populations with better total levels, i.e., higher levels in the case of happiness and lower levels in the case of suffering, when the average levels were held constant. In study 3b, we found that participants preferred populations with better average levels when the total levels were held constant. In study 3c, We found that most participants' preferences lay in between the recommendations of these two principles when they conflict, suggesting that participants applied both preferences simultaneously in such cases. Further, their focus on average welfare even led them remarkably, to judge it preferable to add new suffering people to an already miserable world, as long as this increased average welfare, Study 3D. But, when prompted to reflect, participants' preference for the population with the better total welfare became stronger. In Study 3D, We ask participants which out of two populations they consider better, a population consisting of 1,000 very happy, unhappy, people or a population of 2,000 people consisting of 1,000 very happy, unhappy, people and an additional 1,000 people who are also happy, unhappy, but to a weaker extent than the first 1,000, either on level plus or minus 10, plus or minus 50, plus or minus 90. Depending on the condition, participants were prompted to think reflectively or to rely on their intuition. The responses in the unhappiness conditions were reverse-scored. 1 indicates the averagest view, the population with the better average level. 4 indicates the view that both populations are equally good. 7 indicates the totalist view, the population with the better total level. 3. People value the addition of new people. Participants viewed it as good to create new happy people and as bad to create new unhappy people. Studies 2a.b. This means that people do not endorse the so-called intuition of neutrality according to which creating new people with lives worth living is morally neutral. Moreover, we also found that people's judgments about the positive value of adding a new happy person and the negative value of adding a new unhappy person were roughly symmetrical. That is, their judgments did not reflect the so-called asymmetry, according to which adding a new unhappy person is bad but adding a new happy person is neutral. It is surprising that people's judgments about adding a new happy or unhappy person were symmetrical given that they weighed suffering more than happiness when asked about the appropriate proportion of happy versus unhappy people in a population in Studies 1 AC, and we discuss possible explanations in the paper. Participants in Study 2 be considered a world with an additional happy person to be better and a world with an additional unhappy person to be worse. These judgments were symmetrical, both when the pre-existing world contained no people, empty world, or when it contained 10 billion neutral people, full world. Ratings were more polarized for the empty than the full world. One indicates much worse, four indicates equally good, seven indicates much better. To our knowledge, this is the first empirical investigation of people's population ethical intuitions in the academic psychological literature, C. Dean Spears related research, one, two, in economics. We hope this paper could trigger more psychological research in this domain.